When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to D&D and D Table for Two. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Russell, and with me today is fun person Chelsea Rebecca. Hi. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see you. Looking at my character sheet, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's all coffee colored. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee and wine. Coffee and wine. <laughs> the lifeblood of Dungeons and Dragons yeah, as an adult. <laughs> absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk about Zabbis today. Yes. Yes. Uh, I had a long conversation with Joel about Juno previously, and now we're going to talk about Zabbis Kinlan, the beautiful elf boy sorcerer. Uh, so uh, we talked about it a little bit in the very first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about a little bit about why you chose an elf, and you just said you had a kinship with elves. Yeah, just like elves. Yeah, just it's like not elves. much deeper than that. Which is fine. Um, your your approach to everything, I think, was a lot different from a lot different from Joel's, <laughs> because I, I think feel that, like we're polar yeah, opposite. You were just kind of like whatever, whatever's fun. Yeah, yeah. Like you were the first one probably to embrace the do what's fun before it was a thing. I, I think it's because. I've played D and D before because mm-hmm. I remember when we first put together characters. Like when I was playing for the first time, when mm-hmm. James was playing for the first time, we spent so much more time, like really trying to make deep, well-rounded. Like, yeah, I think it just maybe comes with you know getting into your second or third or whatever yeah. campaign where it's like all right i guess realize... we'll just do this and see what happens yeah you kind of realize that your tragic backstory doesn't really matter yeah <laughs> yeah you know or, or like it doesn't really come up as much as you'd think and stuff changes all the time anyway so like mm-hmm. you know whatever um but yeah, you did have uh you so you made Zabbis the the teenage sorcerer, wild magic sorcerer, mm-hmm. uh, who I think is a lot of fun. I remember editing uh when I was editing the first season. There were so many hilarious Zabbis moments and 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 not just the obvious ones, not like the fireball and shit, but like little things that you did that I thought were so great and so Thanks. like <laughs> they reminded me so much of shit that I would do as a teenage boy. Yeah, it's fun to play that. Um, why a teenager? I don't know. Just because? Yeah, because I think, like, I feel like maybe it's against instinct to want to play younger than yourself. Oh, sure. I don't know. I, ju- I guess I just never thought about doing it before. So, I don't know. And plus, I think I kind of had the idea that everyone else was playing, like, 
straight up adult characters. Sure. So I thought that that would be kind of a fun dynamic. The more classical kind of fantasy types. Yeah. And yeah. I also, that gave me a reason to not be like a stoic character. Oh, if I'm yeah. specifically making him a teenager, he can be kind of annoying and goofy. Kind of that's a dick. how I like playing is <laughs> just being goofy and like kind of fucking everyone shit up. So if I write it into the character, then no one gets mad if I do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you said that it's kind of the opposite of Joel. And I definitely think that Zabbos and Juno are are very much on opposite ends of of things. Um, yeah. Just in terms, you know, like Juno came in, Joel came in with Juno being like, there's this code that I have to, you know, live by. Yeah. And everything Zabbos does, I feel like, is by chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had kind of mentioned that you have a loose backstory for Zabbos, which is fine. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, for anybody who's listening who's new to D and D or you know thinking about playing or whatever. Like, you don't need the pages and pages of you know history and lore that like Joel came in with. Like, you can come in and play a great game, like Chelsea did, with you know a loose sketch of like, oh, yeah, this I is had yeah. This is kind of why I want to do this and whatever. Like, I'm out for adventure. I personally, and this is different for everyone, but I personally feel like I'm putting myself in a corner if I give myself oh, yeah. a backstory. Because even if I don't have to incorporate it, mm-hmm. I still will mentally be like, well, no, I purposely made this thing canon, so it should come up at some, you know, so it's, I think it just restricts me more to do that so keeping it vague for me i think works better yeah 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 um definitely and and the vagaries are just you know zabbos was a is a young man Mm -hmm. who has these powers yeah and set out on a life of adventure yeah the the basic backstory i have for him is that he like back where he came from because he has wild magic and always has, and mm-hmm. that's caused issues in the past. And I was trying to think of where I was grabbing that from. I'm like, where the fuck? And all I could think of was in Hercules. <laughs> Do you know? And he's like living as a person, but he's super strong. Like and when like he knocks always. over the market yeah. or whatever. And so then he leaves, um, but he ends up being a god. I'm not. <laughs> but you get what I mean, where it's like that was kind of the relationship I had. Yeah. With. So then what happened one day was that Sambus's wild magic actually happened to in that moment work and saved the whole village or town just mm-hmm. like accidentally. And everyone played it like, oh, wow, that was amazing. You you're you're destined for such better things and <laughs> sent me on like a journey to go better myself and to help others. And I totally bought it. And that was just their way of getting rid of me. So that <laughs> I would stop. <laughs> yeah. Destroying the market essentially. I, I think that's so funny. I think that's such like a venture type origin story. It totally story. is. Yeah. I just don't have any specifics for what those events were, but that's right fine. now it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> yeah. It's just the idea that like I think I did something really cool and good and I therefore think I'm really capable of fixing everyone's problems. I think it really plays into the moments to where wild stuff happens, no pun intended, then it works and like everyone gets really excited about it. Like um 
like the the magic trick in the swamp yeah. or, or like uh, <laughs> like the 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 um the pamphlets mm-hmm. is another great moment of mm-hmm. like just like weird stuff that ends up being really cool yeah, yeah, yeah and everybody gets excited about um I think those are really fun. I think it's great that it's this kind of nebulous thing that we can kind of tease out and figure out as we go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have to be as as completely thoroughly detailed as, like, Juno did. And, and like, even, you know, I think no one of our table is as detailed as Joel was. No, no yeah. way. Um, you know, and then we had the Portal episode that kind of, tease things out a little bit more but like even then like it's pretty it was all left pretty vague like that wasn't a specific true to life event like you told me that Zabas turned a friend into a plant mm-hmm. but like we don't know if that was necessarily a bad thing yeah you know or I, that's something that haunts me which I don't know if it right. does it I think maybe to. I feel bad about it but yeah he could be living fine as a plant I think maybe it was more humbling <laughs> than anything it was like oh I can fuck up really bad sure in ways that affect me yeah yeah uh well let's talk a little bit about zabbis and how uh we all played with zabbis in season one um i think that and this is this is i'll own up to part of this being my fault a little bit um we were treating zabbis a lot like a wizard Oh, okay. You know Wait, what, what do mean? you mean? Like so, like so, a capable wizard? No, not necessarily a capable wizard. I mean, not incapable, but... No, but, yeah, but like, um, oh, like, we've got Gandalf, so he can do all the... Kind of. He can fix everything. Um, In, in D&D... Wizards are wizards. Oh, wait, I'm not even a fucking wizard. You're I'm not a, a wizard. You're a sorcerer. That's what I mean. <laughs> I see what you mean. Like wizards are they they derive their powers from study. None of it is natural. Yeah. You know? It's mm-hmm. all learned. And sorcerers, it's all naturally occurring. It's from you yeah. know, they, they're born with this ability from via one thing or another. Which is why it was like a problem for him growing up. Right. Um and and something that you know, as I was reading more about sorcerers and stuff to prepare for season two and for this episode and everything, something that I came across is somebody online made the analogy that, you know, wizards are, you know, what we cl- kind of think of as classical fantasy wizards and sorcerers are more like the X-Men. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which tracks with all the stuff that you were saying of like grew up where this set them apart. Sure, and yeah. Like, you know, doesn't really know how to control it. And it's this, like, kind of puberty metaphor in a weird way, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, So I kind of want to lean more into that going forward Mm -hmm. um, and get away from... And and what I mean when I said that 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 was partially my fault is, like, when we did the the research stuff and all of that, like, all of that was very, like, wizardy. I see. I actually was just thinking about that because I'm looking at my stats and I'm like, I'm not even that smart. (laughs) But I... Yeah, like intelligence would be a dump stat for you. Like it doesn't help as yeah. a sorcerer. So I think in that moment it was fine because I think for him it was like this will get us closer to saving sure. the day. And that's like literally one of his goals that I have on here. Right. Like, so, but yeah, I feel you like that specific track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is that something that that sounds like a more fun kind of way to play the character for you of kind of like this is this is it's a power inside you inside Zabbis that has to come out 
instead of like I'm I'm I've studied this and this is the right spell yeah. for this moment and I think maybe he needs to get a grip on the fact that he needs to hone his skills. Mm-hmm. I think he's he thinks he just is innately good at stuff and doesn't recognize when he is wrong or messes things up like um yeah, I think it would be like a big thing for him to recognize. Like, no, I need to actually like practice and and <laughs> admit when things go poorly. Like, maybe he does know. Like, the fireball is like, okay, that's something that was a big accident. <laughs> but in that moment, I remember just like him defending it as like, well, what it got us our goal, and then he convinces himself that like, no, I meant to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's not gonna make him any better at being a sorcerer. Is is that a is that a character goal for Zab? Like, does Zabbos want to be a better sorcerer, or like more powerful, or like, I, what does Zabbos want? I think he wants to be the hero that, like, he thinks he deserves to be, mm-hmm. because he is like, like he thinks his abilities are such a gift to everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think he needs to first, I think he needs to get to the point where he does want to be a better sorcerer is what I'm saying. I don't think he wants that yet because he doesn't recognize that he's not the best. Right. Like, I think he needs a wake up call, you know? Sure. And it might be hard to give him one because he's so stubborn. (laughs) Because he's really good at, like, doing mental gymnastics to... You know, because everything really the end of season one turned out great. We all won. We all won and saved the you day. Saved the day. Therefore, yeah. why should he have to do any self <laughs> repair or work on himself? <laughs> any introspection at all? Yeah, because everything turned out great. Yeah. So and that's so teenager too. Yeah. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, I got what I wanted. Why would I? Everything's fine. Yeah, and I feel like I'm. I'm taking that a bit from like just myself as a teen being very bad at at taking criticism and oh yeah i think that's part of growing up is learning how to take criticism (laughs) is i think most teenagers it's hard especially when it has to do with something so like for instance i growing up was a really naturally gifted artist like Mm -hmm. i that was like my thing i was but it was I was really good to a point and then it was hard for me to kind of look back at things I'd done and really think like, okay, objectively, this is what's not good about this. Yeah. That's hard. So when you get to the point where you have to start working instead of like talent will only take you so far. Oh, and that was my entire school career growing up is as soon as I got to classes where I couldn't just do it innately understand the material and had to actually work for it like math classes and like chemistry and shit that's when i did so poorly yeah yeah i was the same way i that that was me having to that was my punishment i had to go into school early every day (laughs) that was how i earned my first car (laughs) was my parents were like doing math homework at six in the morning literally i had to get up like at least an hour earlier every day for like pretty much a year and go in and sit with my math teacher who i but I had to do it to prove I was responsible enough for a vehicle. Looking back, like, yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good deal, but like, yeah. Yep. Respect to all the math teachers out there. You're fighting an uphill battle. Yeah, seriously. 
So I feel like in those moments where it was like, oh, I don't give a shit. And this I'm never like I'm never going to use math in the future. Why should I even bother trying to? It's like that's a very Zappas feeling. I think It's also true, though. You're not using that. math. Oh, no, I'm not at all. <laughs> like that's all a lie. Actually, though, dude, when I was taking costume commissions, there were many, many moments where I was like, wish I knew geometry better <laughs> or trig. <laughs> that would actually be helpful for drafting patterns. Oh, I guess that's it's a true. lot of math. Yeah. yeah. Cooking's a lot of chemistry, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's baking more than it is uh-huh. cooking and I don't I don't I don't bake too much. I'm just dipping my toe into baking. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. So that's like yeah. I feel like those are the things from my real life that is informing this. That's great. Yeah. That's I think any of that yeah. made sense. Oh, it all made sense. I just started going down like the like high school memories path. I think that's perfect for Zabbis, though. Yeah. I mean, I would do the same thing if I were playing that char- character. Yeah. Even editing, just to relate to the character, I I can, like I said earlier, like there there are moments just the way you say something, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like, it's like going back in time. He's very, it's the idea of, of, um, big fish small pond and that's the thing they always warn you about like your senior year of college Mm -hmm. or your senior year of high school when you get to college it's like you're gonna have a moment as a freshman in college where you think you were like the best at something but Mm -hmm. it's because you were the best at it in your high school it's not gonna be the case anymore now especially at a place like michigan too where now 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 you're a pond you're in a pond with forty thousand other big fish that's what he's going through right now yeah he needs to realize he's not that special in relation to the team or in, in relation, relation to, to like the, the adventuring life? Just the, yeah. yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah. In the team, he probably still feels a little bit like a big fish. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone on the team that Z- Zabas does ha- have any kind of respect for? Or like what's Zabas's relation I to know, the team? I was actually trying to think about that before I came over. I'm like, how does he feel about everyone? It's so hard to sometimes separate like the people you're playing with and like the characters. The characters, sure. I feel like he can't deal with Juno's shit. They're so opposite. Something that came up in Joel's episode. I don't know if you've listened to it. I haven't yet, okay. no. Something that came up in Joel's episode when we were talking about season two, and I love this and I wanted to talk to you about it, um, is we were talking about how Juno related to all the characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about his relationship to Zabbis and how like, Early on, uh, he was trying to relate, according to Joel, and I don't think it played like this. Okay, both in I'm the moment, curious. both in the moment, and on the recording. Yeah. Uh, according to Joel, Juno was trying to relate to Zabbis by ha- after the fireball of like you've killed all these people, isn't that great? But he, it came off as him being a dick about it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think Joel was bullshitting and retconning a little bit. But Probably. but then after the um after your little fireside chat with the paintings of your feelings, I mm-hmm. uh, Joel or Juno made this commitment to be like Zabbis's hype man because you were like you can't you can't give me shit about those people anymore. Uh huh. And he was like okay, and it it only came up like a couple times, but or Juno was like this is Zabbis and he's so powerful and whatever. And we were talking about like okay, well what if. Like, Juno has this dead son, mm-hmm. you know? And what if Juno tries to, like, treat Zabbis as a son, as, oh, like, gosh. a surrogate son? 
And then Zabbis, because you're this teenager, like rebels against. Yeah, that. like I don't want parents. That's yeah. the last thing I want. Exactly. Like, isn't that a? Yeah, I think that's I like such a that. fun dynamic. Of of if Juno goes forward and, and is like, great job. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, fuck like, you. Like, oh, God, stop. <laughs> you're embarrassing me. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, um, you know, you, you, you didn't have a lot of time with Juno either, really. You guys didn't have too many other, too many like, was, adventures yeah. together the way that you did with mostly Fletch and Flack. Yeah, you know, you had you had the Fletch stuff in the in the um the party after the fireball where you guys did the whole science lab. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Ju- or Juno. I feel like Savas like some stormy. Are we calling him stormy? Now? We're gonna Is go. I, I think decided? we're gonna do stormy. Yeah, just to try to differentiate. It sucks as Fletch Stormtail, such a good it's fantasy a really character good name. name. Stormy Storm. <laughs> stormy oh, Stormtail. Well. Uh, I feel like Zavis maybe likes him the most if I had to pick out of the group. Is it because he's quiet? I think because he's quiet <laughs> and because I'm thinking of all these things that we've done, like whenever we're off doing stuff, and I'm like, he'll do whatever I tell him to. <laughs> and I like it. And I, he's also another elf. And yeah, I think that that's, that's true. Important. Yeah. And it's a thing where, and this is like an elf thing where, so Zabbis is a moon elf. So that's like a high elf. Mm-hmm. And Stormy is a wood elf, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. elves, we didn't know, they're low races. <laughs> they have and that I streak, think yeah. Zabbis is very aware of the fact that he's a moon elf mm-hmm. and uh, Stormy's a wood elf. And so there's always that little, so even if like, Stormy's the coolest dude in the world and is like super tall and like I think a lot bigger than him and like could probably definitely kick Zavis's ass. <laughs> it's like he'll always he just he like latches on to that like really shitty like like in you know really deeply held belief that he's somehow better because he's a moon elf <laughs> you know yeah and it's like well I can use that to boss him around worst case scenario I don't know I just feel like that's there's there's I just there's no way that that's not there for him. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, and I, I think that you know there's there's just kind of the general attitude of like, well, you're not better than me. Yeah, you know, you know therefore like, I'm not threatened. Yeah, by like you. just just because you're just because you're a little bit older and like, but like oh you're this like wood elf like forest guy like that you don't know what it's you know yeah you're not you're not as cool as I am kind of yeah yeah. But then I think, yeah, if, if I'm sure, and I don't, again, this is like Mike's call, but I feel, I wonder if you get into Stormy's head, if he, if it's a little country mouse, city mouse, where he's like, <laughs> this fucking kid thinks yeah. he's like the hottest <laughs> shit, whatever, I'll just roll with it, you know, because yeah. it's easier for me if I just do what he wants me to do. I'm like, he thinks that he's using me or that I don't know, but like. Yeah, come on. <laughs> There's a Parks and Rec joke where um, Nick Offerman's character at one point is talking about like a former coworker, and he says, "We still never talk sometimes." Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like that's Zabbis and Stormy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then and yeah, and then Flack. Like you guys have have gone on a couple adventures, and like mm-hmm. obviously you and James play together very well. Yeah, that's what <laughs> makes it hard for me to be like, "Are we friends on this?" I'm like, oh, yeah, I think so. But then it's like, do I just like playing D&D with James? <laughs> it's hard for me to. I'm trying to think of like, what are things where it was just the two of 
us doing I don't think stuff. it was ever just the two of you. It yeah. was really the Feywild adventure where it was the three of you guys. Yeah, okay. That was like the big um stretch where it was it was a lot of uh Flack and Zabbis and 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 Fletch. Um but yeah, all I mean all together, yeah, you and James play really like the the um the magic trick in the swamp and stuff. Like I feel like you and James played really well with that and yeah. o- obviously the um the the socialism the 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 pamphlets and everything and then the, the <laughs> tree humping ghost yeah yeah I think that Slack is the hype man I want but <laughs> I think Juno's the hype man I'm gonna get you know like I think that's where I'm at with those two because Juno's never gonna or Juno uh Flack is never gonna be a threat to yeah. me therefore I yeah. can be friends with him and it's chill yeah. Yeah. The other thing too is that I think that Flack and Zabbis are probably of the team the two that have the most morally gray attitude toward life. You yeah. know, I don't think no but none of our team is are bad guys. No. But there's definitely a kind of I think for Zabbis it's it's a neutrality at best of just like whatever, I don't care. You yeah. know, like whatever gets it done. Yeah, it's like yeah, his his whole thing is weird. It's like definitely changed. I mean, God, I look back at this sheet. And it's, like, <laughs> it's weird writing stuff before you play. Oh yeah, before you know who the because character then is. you know your character, and it's like oh, this feels not like what I wrote down. Well, we're gonna do a new character sheet, so we'll be able to tweak it a little bit. Okay. We we changed some stuff with Joel, so we can we can retcon a little. Okay, as long as it's not like a major thing, we'll we'll yeah. fudge. Yeah, but yeah. Um, like, you know, Flack when Flack like killed the thief in the street, mm. Zappas oh probably, probably didn't care much. Everybody else yeah. was aghast. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so crazy. <laughs> I like forgot that happened. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, he straight up just killed a dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like, um, I feel like Margarine is really tough for Zappas. Because Zabbis, like, they are, she's not someone he can boss around. And she's so committed to such a specific way of things Mm -hmm. that it makes him crazy. He can't deal. Is any part of that, like, Marjorie being the folk hero that Zabbis thought he was? Because I feel like Marjorie is very much like a folk hero type character. Yeah, especially, like... When you know everyone knowing who she is, and mm-hmm. that's you know, so and like actually having put a the, little bit of notoriety, and, yeah, you know. and having put that work in that Zabbis hasn't, yeah, I think maybe there's a bit of that too. Uh, going forward into season two, uh, where do you want to what, what what's gonna make Zabbis fun for you? Um, you know, because like I'm 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 writing season two right now, and I have all the main beats kind of planned out for the first run yeah first possibilities and you know uh we all of us had talked about in our in our aborted uh q a episode oh that <laughs> that didn't record correctly yeah. uh we talked about you know what everybody kind of wants out of the game and everything and and you and james are more sandboxy yeah, yeah. i'm more i definitely um i would definitely be happy like because i totally recognize that other people 
in this campaign want different things out of it than I do. So if we have people who are playing who want really to like develop character and have like character moments, I'm more than happy to be like a supporting player in those moments. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine for me. Like um, I'm more content just getting creative with like literally the tools I have on my sheet. Sure, if okay. we're in a situation yeah. where, um, yeah, if, you know, and it, it's hard too because when I think about like okay, playing sandboxy, that's so much harder with for a DM too because it's like you have to provide. I'm so doing many what more. I can. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to. T- I'm um, trying so yeah, to toe like the within line. reason, it's you know. Yeah. Um, but I I tend to like scenarios where like the the dinner party where it's yeah. like um clearly there's like there's a path you have mm-hmm. in mind there's only so many places and things we can do but within that i'm able to kind of go through my sheet and look at the things i have on my person and get really weird and creative with it yeah. and that's like what is really okay. fun to me that's cool that's a that's a cool way to put it that i think we haven't articulated before yeah yeah and then to like the factor of wild magic leaves some of that to chance. So as much as I can maybe strategize, like okay, I've got like this this stuff on me that would make a really cool way to like fix this problem, and yeah. then I cast magic and it and it fucks everything up. Yeah, <laughs> and or then potentially that, not. Yeah, and then that like is fun to build. Yeah, story off of for me. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I I guess like yeah, maybe not even sandboxy is the way to play it, but just like being in scenarios where I. Um, you want to play the. You want to use what you have to play the game. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'd never really thought about it in those specific terms before, and that's very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a great way to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. So like that, you have all these abilities, you want to use them. That's why, like, I keep on my notes. I have such a weird list of like things that I have on my person where, mm-hmm. like, God, I have like. So, yeah, the servant clothes, like making sure to keep note of like that specific weird thing because that's so much fun to bring up later. Yeah. Or like the watercolor painting of an owl bear. Like I made sure I knew I had that mm-hmm. because I was like, there's going to be some point where it's fun to like pull that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's how I'm enjoying playing is like just having a bunch and like the, the, the cloak with patches too is really good for that. Yeah. Like the door just not serving a purpose at all was so funny. <laughs> just like, oh, it's a door. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> I, there were so many times and there were a bunch that I actually cut out because they didn't they didn't go anywhere in the in the story. But there were so many times where you guys, you and James, wanted to put magic openings somewhere. Yeah. You wanted to put the door to <laughs> somewhere. You wanted to put a window on something. You wanted to, does the pit open into the next floor below? Like you wanted to yeah. create these magic openings, uh, which I think is so funny because um, portals ended up being such a big part of mm-hmm. the story uh, without you guys even really knowing it. You had this kind of like thematic runner yeah, um, of like a desire to create openings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that. Um, I, I think that that's an amazing uh, way to approach things going forward. Of like, yeah. you want to use that, you want to use your tools. Yeah, because I think that's so much f- like of the fun of Dungeons and Dragons is you have this whole book of like just weird crap that There's you can so have much. on you, and it's like, what's the point of having like just weird stuff that you find if mm-hmm. it's not gonna co- like if you're not gonna use it at some point? Yeah, like I have a flower crown. The flower crown does stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
but you also still, have it it's and just, it's weird yeah, yeah like all kinds of weird stuff yeah i wanted to make sure i wanted to outfit you guys in in weird stuff yeah i wanted i, I like wanted it. to to make it so that if anybody were to do fan art of like accurate stuff with the gear that you have you'd look bonkers yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh we're gonna go we're gonna go through your character sheet here in a, in a minute so that we can kind of revisit some of those things um that you do have uh before we do that uh, I want to talk about your wild magic mm-hmm. because that's gonna that's obviously such an important aspect of probably the most important aspect of your character. Yeah. Um. And we we used it a few times in season one, but we we were never really sure how to. Yeah. How to deal it out? Because like, it should be random. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a thought mm-hmm. on how to do it. Um. And you can tell me what you think about this. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, spells have levels, right? Mm-hmm. You know? I think that you can cast cantrips, no problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you will never roll a wild magic on a I cantrip. I see. Like, those I just... You can do those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those are the innate, you know, those that are like... That sounds fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for every spell level, mm-hmm. you have an additional... Like I, there's nine spell levels, oh, so it would be it would be easier if it was ten. Like the odds of wild magic get higher as as the spell level increases. Oh, that's interesting. So like, because sometimes that is a, a trap I run into sometimes. Where if we're in a battle, it's so easy for me to be like, well, I have this really powerful, like one powerful spell. I'm just gonna yeah. keep using spell slots from lower levels so that I can just keep using that. Yeah, and that would prevent me from doing that which is kind of fun so i think for every spell level you have an 11 percent chance of oh wild like, magic oh i so see for, so it goes for, up to 99 yeah, yeah so for one spell like a level one spell you always if you're casting a level one spell have an 11 have an 11 percent chance so like you that. you roll your d100 oh my god and if you hit like... a one to an 11 yeah it's a it's a magic it's a wild magic i yeah it's like easy to remember yeah, too. And then a second level spell is 22 and a third level spell is 33, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that it gets to a point where it's almost impossible for you to cast. And maybe we'll cap at a certain point. I was going to say, because yeah, it, it, it'd be dumb if like, I start learning, if I'm like learning spells and there's an 88%, <laughs> it's like, why would I even bother? If, if we If we make it that far in the show, it'll that would be its own achievement you know but uh because i think right now you'll you'll you're gonna be maybe like fourth level spells at most so okay um which would be almost a 50 percent chance of wild magic so that it's up to you if you want to i kind of like maybe capping it at 50 would be capping it at 50 yeah because then i think it's like it's that's a lot yeah and we and I don't want it to be like every time it's wild magic because then it's not special. Because then it's yeah, yeah, especially if we run out of stuff, right? Or if it's the same. Maybe cap it at forty. Yeah, I feel like that might be better. You know, for fourth level and higher. Okay. And maybe we cap it at forty, and then so that every time you cast a spell, that's not a cantrip. Well. Well, and yeah, what about just to make it so it's like level one can be ten percent. Oh, just make it easier. Yeah, 10, so like, 20, and to have the dice, and yeah, yeah, and then three is thirty. Yeah, four is forty, 40. and that's where it caps. Everything else after that's forty. Forty, yeah. We can tweak it later. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's fine. That's fine because I I again, 
I want you to be successful sometimes or it's not yeah, going to be fun yeah, yeah. and it's not going to be exciting. But I also, it's fun for me if I have to make a choice, like, do I really want to risk this? Right. But it also is like, well, is the character going to risk it? And chances are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like if we lean more into the um, like X-Men aspect of being a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. You you know this power is something that you you know Zavis is utilizing yeah you know more. Uh, we asked the listeners um a little while ago for wild magic suggestions. Oh God, I'm so I'm so excited. Uh, you want to go through those? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the first one. Uh, these are not in, a, in a, any kind of order. I just put a list together. Uh. So this is from Felix. Uh, and the wild magic suggestion is the target of the originally intended spell switches gender for one hour. If there is no direct target to the spell, it instead hits the person who casted the spell. So if you cast something like fog cloud, that's an area of effect spell instead of, uh, like a spell attack. Oh, it would be like, it would be you. Oh, it'd be me. It'd be you. Um, okay. There are a lot of gender switching suggestions. Really? A lot That's of people, so interesting. yeah. A lot of people wanted uh, to, a lot of like cha- a lot of Freaky Friday stuff, a lot of gender stuff. We'll we'll get to it. Okay. Uh, this is a fun one. This is from Catherine Knight Diaz. Thank you, Catherine. Um, she suggested radioactive. Anyone within fifteen feet of Zabus or the caster, well, it's going to be Zabus, <laughs> begins to glow a vibrant green and emanate a smell of garbage and oil. They have disadvantage on stealth checks and charisma checks and saving throws, uh, but now have new heightened energy and can use the dash as a normal action, which it doubles your speed. This is Um, like an actual spell someone wrote. (laughs) That's uh, amazing. And it it lasts for... Oh, and and targets who do melee attacks against them have disadvantage. So it's actually... Yeah, that's not bad. And that uh, that lasts for 15 minutes. We might tweak some of these, but like Mm -hmm. these are the suggestions as written. Okay. Uh, Next one comes from Liz Mitchell. Uh, Thanks, Liz. Everyone understands... Uh, everyone's understood language switches or everyone can no longer understand each other for like 10 minutes. Oh, God. That's kind of fun. Yeah. If like people all speak in tongues, basically. Yeah. Or like no one can understand me. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a way, because I, I like that idea. I'm trying to think of a way to make that like in gameplay work work like yeah how would we translate it because to... pretty much everybody speaks common which is for us english yeah um so we could definitely play with that to make it make that work somehow mm-hmm. and we can do that later uh next one is from dylan win thank you dylan uh revive some of the dead enemies the se- uh the second idea is a freaky friday type situation caused by wild magic some of these are more fleshed out than others Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the basic idea is that you would, you would reanimate some of the dead oh, enemies around you, damn. which is kind of fun. I like that. Yeah. I can only imagine how pissed everyone would get. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, they would have different stat blocks. They would be like undead monsters. They wouldn't, you wouldn't, if you kill, you know, mm, a I, dragon or something, it's not going to come oh back as a God. fully alive dragon. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but it would have its own kind of thing, which I think could be really fun. Mm -hmm. And they would become undead creatures, which have their own set of rules and everything. I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Next one is from Eric Weyer. All the small characters grow to medium size and all the medium size grows small. I like I had thoughts about like, yeah, size changes. Yeah. Would that change our stats? No. Okay. No. Um, it would affect certain, I mean, it would affect certain things that probably wouldn't come into play mm-hmm. right away. I, I'd have to look up what size does. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it would be funny because mm. like suddenly Marjorie and Flack would be like six feet tall and Fletch and Zabbis would be, or yes, uh, would, <laughs> would be short. Okay. Uh, and, and with Flack, especially like yeah. James would have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Suddenly yeah. being tall. <laughs> uh, this is a fun one. Uh, This is from Jeffrey G. Uh, A horde of green chickens just would appear and run around the area only to disappear after five seconds, which is one turn, leaving everybody confused. Uh, The chickens would not harm or affect anything. Mm -hmm. It would just be one turn of chickens. I love it. (laughs) I love really benign wild magic. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just the least consequential thing. It's just everyone's confused. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one's from Kayla Buckwater, and this is, uh, this is a Freaky Friday. Everybody switches bodies. Oh, gosh. Yeah. How long would that? We'd have to, we'd have to okay. figure it out because she just said a period of time. Okay. Um, so we'd have to figure it out if it's a, a couple turns or what is, what it is. Okay. Um, but that could be, maybe we do it as like rounds of combat so that everybody has to take at least one turn and as a different else's. character. Oh, that could be. Which could be fun. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Tim Doubleman uh, sent a few, and they're all pretty good. Uh, First, your gold pieces turn into very high-quality forgeries. I love this. (gasps) Holy shit. This is so so good. Outwardly, they're not really different. They're not really different, but someone could tell that they're forgeries. Do I know that this has happened? I feel like you have. Half like I just otherwise, how would know you... I'm like oh god and then but maybe like, it would be up to you to tell like everybody. no one else knows yeah oh I like that like you know oh, that what? your magic affected the gold I wonder if we should have some wild magic where I know so something like that where I know it happened mm-hmm. but I want like everyone else even playing to not know yeah like at the table well, like here's how we could do that yeah You'll have a when we finish your wild magic table because this isn't going to be the full table. Like we're, we'll come up with our own, and you know we'll mm-hmm. look at the book and pick the ones that we like and stuff too. Um, when you have your table, mm-hmm. you know you can always just say, "Oh, it's," and I'll have a copy too. You can yeah. always say, "Oh, it's number thirty-eight. Okay, you know, and then we'll know. No one else will know. Okay, you know. But would that be something we're in? Post, would you say like this happened? I can't. So yeah, that people know. So that that's it cre- what I it mean. Creates the dramatic tension. So that people, so everyone listening knows. Yeah, we'd have to figure out a way to make because I like the idea of that. Is like me just sitting on something, hoping that it doesn't come up, but then like I'm sure it inevitably will. Well, yeah. it would ha- I mean, it would have. How could I not? I know it's so <laughs> like, funny. That's so funny. I want to come up with more like that, but we just have to figure out a way to have that work. Yeah, for, for the game. You've heard someone actually listening to yeah. it, and yeah. We're gonna, yeah, we can dub okay. it in later or something. Uh, the next, this is also from Tim. Uh, the next battle or negotiation you're involved in becomes a cooking challenge. Whoever cooks the better meal wins. Oh this is God. also hilarious. <laughs> um, 
Oh man. That that would that's like some real big magic crazy stuff. <laughs> like yeah. suddenly poof, it's Iron Chef. Oh my god. Okay. Uh uh next one from Tim, you grow three feet taller and turn blue. Perfect. Yep. I'm already pretty blue. You're already pretty blue. Um, but maybe if maybe if the ta- maybe the target, you know, if oh, it's if it's yeah, like yeah. a you know, maybe we could apply that same rule of like it's the target. If there's no target, it's you. It's me, okay. Um, this is another fun one. It's it's the right to bear arms. Your arms turn into bear arms. They are fluffy and soft. Yes, good. <laughs> uh, another great one from Tim. Happy birthday! It's your birthday. All of a sudden, everyone you meet wishes you happy birthday and gives you a small present, and there, <laughs> and there is cake. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I can see that getting so annoying. Yeah, especially if it's like stuff I don't want to hang on to, but I have. I, I I would make that one last like a full day or something oh crazy God. so that it does get annoying. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you, Tim, for all those great suggestions. Uh, next couple are from Jeffrey O. Uh, first, all nearby people momentarily turn into animal versions of themselves. Their clothes and items adjust accordingly. The only lasting evidence is a faint but distinct smell of barnyard. Wait, so everyone. Oh, everyone, everyone turns, turns into like a an animal, animal. version, like an anthropomorphized. Oh God! Would they pick, or would you pick? I wonder if we just like everyone has like a spirit animal or yeah, whatever. Yeah, do you... we like uh, like flip through the book, like the creature book, and pick? I don't know. I don't know. We'll think about that. Yeah, but that's fun too. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of fun. Next from Jeffrey, every person nearby gets transported and shuffled in the place where somebody else nearby was previously standing. So you all switch spots. Got it. Uh. But your shoes stay the same place. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next from James Baird. Uh, some of the, the team members maybe are smaller characters turn into a small animal. Um, so, yeah, people turn into animals. But this one is more like actual polymorphing, it okay. sounds like. Yeah. Um, thank you, James. Next couple from Ellie Gould. Uh you cast a spell reverse gravity. Reverse gravity is a crazy spell. That's an actual spell. Uh-huh. This is, a, is it what it sounds it, like? It's exactly what it sounds like. I think it's a hundred foot ceiling. So oh you like God. immediately shoot up to it or the or if there's a ceiling, whatever the Oh my god, you is, could just die. You could. Like if that was a real thing. I think there is the if you world. go the full yeah, if you yeah. go the full distance, I think there is falling damage and stuff associated with it. I'll have to look it up uh exactly. But yeah. that is a bonkers one especially if you're like in if you're outside it's crazy it's 100 feet if you're inside it's the ceiling of whatever room you're oh in God. like okay. and it's an area of effect uh next from ellie is you summon a common cow that's it okay yeah which i think could play hilariously with G. oh god no especially when that thing has to disappear <laughs> inevitably <laughs> uh next couple are from gunner loper thank you gunner uh, Zabbis's voice volume has increased 500% and so now thunderously screaming whenever he talks to the point that it might cause, uh, damage to enemies. I don't think, I think it'd be more fun if it doesn't and you just scream. I'm just like, it's like, um, fucking Will Ferrell that like, <laughs> I have a voice modulation disorder. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, next from Gunner, uh, Zabbis and any party members that fail to save are turned immediately into babies. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, with proper character-themed baby attire, further magic attacks are warped baby versions of themselves, such as oh, a shit. baby fireball. 
Oh man. Uh, last, we're gonna change the time that that lasts because he suggested an hour to a day. Oh no, which is insane, you would kill us. Which is insane. We'd so that be would, so yeah, weak. that would be like maybe it's <laughs> a minute or something. Uh, next from Goner, Zavis and the party immediate and immediate bystanders lose all traction on the ground. Dude, I was gonna on. suggest that. Yeah. I that reminds me of that Magic School Bus episode. Do you remember <laughs> that friction. one where they go to the friction? They like yeah. try and play baseball without friction. You can't. <laughs> oh uh, my god! Yeah. Okay. Next couple are from Austin uh, Chatham. Chatham. Uh, the magic causes the sound of a scra- cat scratching a chalkboard to fill the area oh. for thirty seconds. Not going to cut that into the any episode. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh. Or you summon a dog of random breed, size, and friendliness. Okay. So random dog. Uh, Nanan bro on. I'm. I hope I'm pronouncing that close. Uh, a magic surge that will turn people into chickens. Uh, that you have all your same stats and ability. You just look like a chicken. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious too. Yeah. Uh, Adam Ingram suggested a Freaky Friday thing. Um. Which I think we'll have a Freaky Friday thing on the list because I I do think that that could be really fun. Uh, Macaulay uh, Lear uh, suggested another gender switch mm-hmm. and uh, another one where a player's hair turns into snakes. Great for a minute, which is fun. And then finally, last suggestion we got was from Billy Turner, who said uh, the party members standing closest to Zabbos do a Freaky Friday. Um, so a lot of Freaky Fridays, but those were the audience suggestions. So thank you, everybody who suggested um, a wild magic um, effect for Zappos. Keep them coming. If you guys think of one, just send it in, and we can always find a way to to add it to the table or whatever. We can rotate stuff out once stu- once something happens. Probably retire it. I I'm, think so because yeah, then, then it's not, not fun. fun anymore. Yeah, so we'll we'll you know we got to come up with basically a hundred of these. Um, so keep them coming. Uh, at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody who suggested Wild Magic. Uh, you want to do your character sheet and then we'll get out of here? Yeah. Cool. I'm going to have to come up with some Wild Magic, too. And those will be ones I'll keep secret so that they're more of a surprise when people listen. Yeah. So that you don't listen to this and... No, I didn't want to give I didn't want to give our ideas away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to, yeah, you're going to have to listen to season two for those prime nugs. I've already pitched you some and I just forgot. I don't think you have. I'll I'll come up with some. Yeah. Uh, well, let's do your character sheet. So I am building everybody's character sheet in D and D Beyond, which is a great service, not a sponsor, just a great service. Um, that you can go to and use yourself. Uh, it's an official thing, uh, and it's really great. Um, for character stuff like this it's it makes it so that everything is really easy to read and all your abilities are easy to to reference very quick uh so we are going to get to it so first of all zavis is an elf Mm -hmm. we established that um so you get plus two to dexterity dark vision senses fae ancestry uh trance where you don't sleep we we talked about that um you get a cantrip I don't know if this is something that we went over when you first built your characters because you guys kind of did that on your own, but we're going to go through it now. So you get to choose a cantrip that you just get. I think I had that. Okay. Do you have it? I don't know which one it was. It doesn't really matter. I think prestidigitation. Great. Good choice. 
Um, and then you get an extra language. Do you know what other language you spoke? It is not Draconic. You cannot choose Draconic because everybody, we established that no one in the party spoke That's Draconic. That's right. Um, I, the languages I have are common, Elvish, and Gnomish. Oh, it was Gnomish. Okay. Yeah. Great. You know why it's Gnomish is when I was doing my character, James was like, babe, pick Gnomish. <laughs> I'm a gnome. I was like, okay. I've never used it once. I had a suspicion that that's what that was. <laughs> okay, so you, at the end of season one, uh, you are a level six sorcerer. That's where we left off. Yes. Um. So what uh, is your, well, well, we'll we'll do that in a second when we get to abilities. We'll do health and stuff. Um, you get to choose two uh, skills to be proficient in. What are your, what skills are you proficient in? They would have little dots yeah. bubbled in. Uh, of the following, are you proficient in arcana? No. Deception? Yes. Okay. Are you proficient in insight? No. Intimidation? No. Persuasion? Nope. Or religion? No. <laughs> well, you get to pick one of those. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Wait, which ones were those? Arcana, uh-huh. insight, uh-huh. intimidation, persuasion, or religion. Pick one. I'll do persuasion. Good choice. Uh, you get spellcasting. Your sorceress origin is um, wild magic. You get an ability at second level called font of magic. These are your sorcery points. Yeah. Um that will there will be a description of on your new character sheet. Basically, you get sorcery points um that you can spend to do different things. Uh including creating spell slots and other stuff. Uh meta magic. At third level, you got to choose meta magic and you get to choose two options. Yes. Which ones did you choose? Twin spell and empowered spell, and I never use them because I always forget what they do. You will now have a description on your new character sheet. That's good. But let me tell you what they do. Twin spell, when you cast a spell that targets one creature and doesn't have a range of self, so not, you know, yourself, you can spend a number of sorcery points equal to the spell's level to target a second creature within na- within range with the same spell. So basically, it's a two for one, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. Empowered spell, when you roll damage from a spell, you can spend uh, one sorcery point to re-roll a number of damage dice up to your charisma modifier, which I believe is four. Uh, yeah. So you could spend a sorcery point and re-roll. If you roll a bunch of ones, you could re-roll them. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so at fourth level, you got an ability score improvement. This you probably don't remember. Do you remember if you increased your ability scores at fourth level? Oh, yes. Like Which ones did you do? Oh, God. I don't know if I remember which ones. I'm looking. I'm like, can I tell which ones I like erased and shit? Yeah, I think perception. What... No, not, not skills. Your actual abilities. Strength, charisma, oh, et cetera. shit. Uh... I think charisma. Yeah, probably. You probably went from like a 17 to an 18. Yep. Okay. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And And then there would have been one more. I think intelligence. I went from a 12 to a 13. Okay. No. I'm going to give you the same option I gave to Joel. Because here's what Joel did because it's Joel. Okay. (laughs) Joel tried to even out all of his scores. Oh, okay. So that he was very well-rounded. Uh-huh. Which isn't how Dungeons and Dragons work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Um, 
So we changed that. We retconned it instead of he he like bumped up his like intelligence and and like uh you know scores that didn't matter for him as a ranger uh to try to make himself more well-rounded and instead we bumped up his strength because that makes way more sense okay um instead of bumping up your intelligence score do you have anything that's on the cusp of a better modifier that i think that was why i bumped my intelligence score because nothing else nothing else was was close now you can go you can plan for later because you get another one of these at eight. Oh, okay if you want or you can just do intelligence i don't care i mean it doesn't really matter to me yeah. but i'm gonna give you the same option i gave joel no let's do it because it was a zero before okay i'm pretty sure well that'll give you a that'll give you better arcana rolls and stuff like because you'll get a plus one then yeah yeah okay we'll do that at sixth level you have uh, an ability called Bend Luck, which actually did you did use a couple times um, towards the end. Mm-hmm. So you're aware of that. Um, I'm just going to look ahead real quick. Yeah, so at 8th level, you get an ability score improvement, and there's, yeah, there's some other abilities that come in at really high levels, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Okay, so what are your abilities right now? Your actual ability scores, not the modifiers. What is your strength oh, score? strength is 1. No, no, no. The actual score. Oops, sorry. Modifier. It's confusing because the modifier is the way bigger box. Right. Uh, 12. 12. Great. What is your deck score? 15. Cool. What is your constitution score? 15. What is your intelligence score? 13. What is your wisdom score? 11. And your charisma is an 18. 18. And it probably started as a 17. Great. Cool. So now we can do your health. Um... What are your what's your your total health points? Your max right now? Uh 33. Okay. Cool. Uh you're just so you're aware, uh your total possible is 48. So you're not too far off. Oh, okay. If you rolled like perfect health rolls. Got it. Okay. I feel like I'm way far behind that. That's a lot. <laughs> and you're not as far back as Joel. Really? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, folk hero oh, is your man. background. Yep. You are proficient in vehicles. Yep. <laughs> uh, you get to choose a tool. Did you do this? Uh. You get to choose artisan's tool? tools. Oh yeah, this is your oh, painter supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I thought I wrote that as a joke. <laughs> nope, that's part of the part of the whole thing. Okay. Um. So, uh, do you have a personality trait written down? Um, I put naive, egocentric, and well-meaning. Well, let's run through the book ones and just see if any okay. stand out to you. So for personality traits where you wrote naive, egocentric, and well-meaning, uh, the suggested ones, and this doesn't really matter too much, uh, I judge people by their actions, not their words. Maybe not. Mm. Uh, if someone is in trouble, I'm always ready to lend help. Maybe not. Uh, when I set my way to something, I follow through no matter what gets in my way. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, I have a strong sense of fair play and always try to find the most equitable situ- solution no. arguments. No. Uh, confident in my o- own abilities and do what I can to instill confidence in others. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, thinking is for other people. I prefer action. Oh, that might be. Yeah. Uh, I misuse long words in an attempt to sound smarter. No. no. I get bored easily. When am I going to get on with my destiny? Oh, that. That sounds right. Yep. All right. For ideals, um, 
respect, fairness, freedom, might, sincerity, or destiny. Destiny? Nothing and no one can steer me away from my higher calling is the further elaboration of that. Yeah. All right, we'll do destiny. Uh, Bonds. I have a family but no idea where they are. One day I hope to see them again. Uh, I worked on the land, love the land, will protect the land. A proud noble once gave me a horrible beating, and I will take my revenge on any bully I encounter. Oh my gosh. Uh, my tools are symbols of my past life. I carry them with me so that I will never forget my roots. Uh, I protect those who cannot protect themselves. I wish my childhood sweetheart had come to me to pursue my destiny. Come with me to pursue my destiny. Those are the options? Those are the options. Those you are can so always, specific. Yeah, you can, what you the can always write your own in. We don't have to do yeah. the, the uh, flaws in case any of these stand out. Uh a tyrant who rules my lands will stop at nothing to see me killed. I'm convinced of the significance of my destiny and blind to my shortcomings. Ooh, maybe that one. Yeah, I okay. think. <laughs> we'll do that one. Uh, and then you can fill in your own, like, um, you know, physical characteristics and okay. shit like that. Uh, uh, we'll fill in your own equipment um, later, too. Um, that's not something. You don't have to. You, you're, you have, like, special items like the. Um, you know the the cloak and things like that, but mm-hmm. you can you can write that in on your new character sheet and copy them over later. We're not gonna like sit here and type them all up right now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna it's a fillable PDF, so I'll send it to you. Oh, so can, I can ed- yeah, okay, so you can cool, edit it. yeah, yeah. The last thing that we're going to do is after the conclusion of your adventures in season one, you're going to move up to level seven. Mm-hmm. So now you have a choice. This is the same choice I gave Juno. Same choice I'm going to give everybody else. Mm-hmm. You can take a seventh level of sorcerer, or you can multi-class. What, like, I, what would be the benefit of? If you, well, you gain whatever the level one abilities are of whatever class that you multi-class into. Okay. But, like, Joel did multi-class. Okay. He is, Juno will now be a ranger cleric. Which oh makes perfect God. sense okay. for Juno. Yeah, it does. And uh, I told him that, you know, anybody who multi-classes, there has to be like a story reason for it. Yeah, uh, okay. And it totally tracks for Juno that he's had this like encounter with the divine, uh, with the moms, and uh, the portal vision of seeing his God and then being like revitalized by the milk of it. Yeah. You know, so like Juno is now going to be a cleric of the great heifer. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Um, so you can either take another level of sorcerer, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. There's, that's a fine choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it gets you on your way to f- level four spells, which I think you get at level, you might, I don't know if you get them at level seven or if you get them at level eight. Um, you know, you get more powerful spells. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you multi-class, you will be a little bit further away from those more powerful spells. Mm-hmm. You would gain other abilities. Mm-hmm. My suggestion, if you were to multi-class, mm-hmm. would be to go Warlock. I didn't know that was a choice. That's a choice. And, yeah, in fifth. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And what does Warlocks that get their powers from making a deal with the devil, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they make a pact with a higher being that gives them powers mm-hmm. in exchange for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some fun first level warlock abilities. The reason that it works is because both warlocks and sorcerers use charisma. 
as their spellcasting okay. modifier. Um, Warlock's spells are a little bit different. The mm-hmm. biggest thing that you would get is you would get a cantrip called Eldritch Blast, which is a 1d10 force attack, mm-hmm. ranged attack, that you can do all the time. Mm-hmm. And then if you twin that with your sorcerer abilities, you could shoot 1d10 at, at two things every turn. Oh my god, that seems like a lot. Yeah. Or and you could use you know you could use empowered spell and re-roll if you roll a one you could re-roll and try to roll a ten mm-hmm. you know so and then there's a there's another ability I think you don't get it until two warlock levels but it lets you add your charisma modifier to that blast mm-hmm. it, it's like agonizing blast or something and then so you would basically do one you you would have an automatic attack every turn with no spell slots mm-hmm. of one d ten plus four. Damn, okay. So that's that's the biggest kind of draw. So it depends on how you want to play. Mm-hmm. And that that's a pure combat ability. Mm-hmm. It doesn't there's no real I mean the role playing benefits would you you would be basically this you you would turn into a goth. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You'd be this like teenage kid who's like you know rebelling against his innate powers and then makes a deal with a being to get new powers. To get more okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And you can think about it, too. We don't have to do yeah, this now. Yeah, I might have to think about okay. it. Okay. Are there, like, does the book, because I feel like... The book has Warlock in it. Yeah, yeah. Does it have, like, gods to pick from? Does it do that? Or do it, you just make up It does, whatever? but you can just make up whatever Got you it. want. Okay. So if if you want to go opposite Juno, mm-hmm. you know, you could try to come up with some sort of other farm-related god to go opposite Juno yeah, if you wanted to. I would want to come up with, like, a good reason why... That happen and when there's also well here's the thing, I would make this play out with in the game God, because it makes sense for Juno, like Ranger and and cleric spells. There's a little bit of overlap. I feel like it makes sense for Juno to be a cleric, anyways. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm okay with Juno just being like everybody. I had a. You know, I had an awakening and now I'm called to be. Yeah. That's not really Juno. That's not a super Juno voice, but that's the best I can do. Uh-huh. Um, I'm fine with that for Juno. But for something like this where you have to make a, a deal, a deal with, with it. it. Yeah, that's like, that doesn't just happen. So if okay. you if you want to do it, uh-huh. I can get you there. Okay. It, once we start recording. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. I okay. have to think about like ways that would affect how I am this character too. Yeah. The idea of going through a goth phase is very funny to me. And the other thing too is that you're not committed now to warlock. Yeah, you can you can take this level of warlock, and the next time we level up, you can go back to sorcerer. So it can literally be a goth phase. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. <laughs> if you want. Yeah, yeah, I'll think about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Cool. So, uh, I'll get this PDF to you. It's a fillable PDF, so that we, you know, you can fill in the rest of the stuff and pick your spells. Um, and, uh, you know, this site makes it really easy too. I think I'll give everybody access to my account on this site mm-hmm. so that you can all look at your character sheets and everything. Cause okay. the this, this site's real slick mm-hmm. and it's, it makes it easy to look stuff up. Um, yeah. So I think that's it. I think that's, that's Zabbis. Cool. Yeah. You feel yeah. good? Yeah. I feel better. Like just talking through where I'm at 
with him because sometimes I would feel like I didn't know where I was going with it because mm-hmm. he's not very uh, specifically defined. So I feel better now, I think. You know what I always thought about what I always pictured with Zavis? And maybe this isn't perfect, but this is my personal like touchstone. Mm-hmm. Remember in Inside Out when uh, they he she had like the crush Mm-hmm. It was like, I would die for Riley. Oh my God, I would die for <laughs> Riley. Yeah. <laughs> that to me is, is Zavis. Oh, yeah, for sure. A little bit. Especially if he goes through this space. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah, think about if you want to go, if you want to go. I mean, you, you are free to multi class into any class you want. Uh-huh. Some make zero sense. Yeah. Like, it would be really dumb to go wizard. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same. Okay. Um, but because charisma uh, is the same ability, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sorcerer warlock makes sense. Okay. And you would get this kind of like, you know, like you have your crossbow, right? When you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have spell slots or I don't know what spell to cast. I'm going to shoot crossbow. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that, which is 1d8, whatever, you would have this magical force mm-hmm. blast of eldritch energy mm-hmm. you know but that's okay. a combat thing so you got to think about that yeah and then if you do want to do it i'll get you there okay yeah i'll cool. present you with that choice cool. so that's that i'll get you this pdf and then we'll go forward from there and we'll Perfect. see who is next uh thanks everybody for listening thank you for suggesting some wild magic yeah things. thank you guys they were all so funny um keep those coming dndndpod at gmail.com so follow us on social media at dndndpod on twitter and dndndpod on instagram uh Check out the Dead Meat podcast that Chelsea oh, yeah. runs, which is it's so, so good. <laughs> Thanks. I'm sure a lot of you already do, um, but if you don't, um, I God, the last one was so good. Oh, the that gimmicks, would have been the gimmicks one. That was so good. That one was fun to research. I got so sidetracked. Yeah. Cause... It's a, a very good horror movie podcast that Chelsea does, and then Dead Meat on YouTube was James, mm-hmm. and the podcast has videos on there as well. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to say? I don't think so. I'm excited to like, now I'm like, okay, I want to go look at this stuff. So I have some brainstorming to do, mm-hmm. I think. We got a few weeks still. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am like one of the first people to go do this part. So. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I might have to find some time with James Nexus. I think Beth and Mike are leaving town. Oh, shit. Good luck. I know, that. right? <laughs> Jesus. So we don't know who's next, but you'll know. Stay tuned to Twitter. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Thank you, guys.